Hare Krishna. I welcome all to Everyday Chant Hari Nam Conference Call. Today we are very, very fortunate to have Her Grace J. Sri Mataji, Mother J. Sri, to enlighten us on Chapter 5 of Canto 6. Hare Krishna Mataji. Hare Krishna Mataji. Hare Krishna, can you hear me? Yes, Mataji, we can hear yes, you. Okay. <laughs> I haven't been back in New Vrindavan for almost six months, and all of my equipment is like, I'm moving to another apartment, so everything is packed, and I don't know what works and what doesn't work anymore. So, sorry, please forgive me. Okay, so do you want me to start? Uh, yes, Mataji, please, if you're ready, please. Okay, so first I want to greet everybody. <clears throat> Thank you very much for having me, although I'm definitely quite an insignificant person. And um, thank you so much for your service. It's a rare person who engaged in devotional service to the Lord. So thank you. And I want to apologize for any mistakes or any incorrect things that I might say. And as Everyone else that I hear give class, I seek the blessings of the devotees. So thank you so much. I also don't have any cartels. Everything is packed. I don't even know where anything is because I've been gone so long. So I'm just going to chant. Unless someone else has a wonderful voice and wants to chant. Jaya Radha Madhava Kanjabi Hari Gopi Janavalava Hirivaradari Yasarnandana Prajana Ranjana Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jaya Raja Madhava Kundabi Hari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada. Jaya Guru Deva, Jaya Guru Deva, Jaya Guru Deva, Jaya Guru Deva. Mitai Gaur Haribo, 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 Mitai Gaur Haribo. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 
Rama Rama Hari Hari Jai Om Vishnu Pad Paramahansa Parvajakacharya Astrater Satya's Divine Grace Isi Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Anantikut Devotion of Rindu Ki Jai Namacharya Srila Haridas Thakur Ki Jai Prem Sri Kaho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Sri Adoita Gadadarshita Sri Gopakta Rindu Ki Jai Shri Shri Radha Krishna Go Gopinath Shama Kundu Radha Kundu Giri Govardhan Ki Jai Shri Vandavandam Kichai, Navadvipdam Kichai, Gangamaya Kichai, Jamunamaya Kichai, Bhakti Devi Kichai, Srimati Tulsi Devi Kichai, Samaveda Bhakta Vrinda Kichai. All glories to the Assembled Devotees, all glories to the Assembled Devotees. All glories to the Assembled Devotees, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Guranga. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasaya Bhutale. Shimati Bhaktivedanta Swamini Tunamini. Namaste Sarasati Devi Gorbani Pacharani. Yavisei Sasunyavari Vashatadishtai. So we are reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam. It is Canto 6, Chapter 5, Text Number 18. And I have actually been in Los Angeles for the last six months trying to recover my health. And they are in a whole different section, so I had to kind of read back to see what you were involved in here. So, do I have a Sanskrit person that could do the Sanskrit? Because mine is very minimal. Thank you. Thank you, Krishna. Nice to hear you. Nice to see you. I am here again after a long time, Mother. Aishwaram Shastram Utsucha Bandha Mokshanu Adarshanam Vivakta Padam Nyaya Kimasat Karma Vibharavaveta Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. As simple as Sanskrit is, um, it's not simple. It's a very deep language, of course. And very beautiful. So the synonyms, asvaram, bringing understanding of God or Krishna consciousness. Sastram, the Vedic literature. Putriya, giving up bandana of bondage, moksha, and of liberation. Anudarshanam, informing about the ways, vivikta padam, distinguishing spirit from matter, anjaya, not knowing, kim asat karam vidhi bhavat, what can be the use of temporary fruit of activity? Translation, and can I please ask everyone to mute, because sometimes you hear a lot of activity and people talking and breathing and just congestion in the airwaves. So if you could mute, that would be great. Translation. Nardamuni had spoken of a swan. That swan is explained in this verse. The Vedic literature shastras vividly describe how to understand the Supreme Lord, the source of all material and spiritual energy. Indeed, they elaborately explain these two energies. 
The swan, Hamsa, is one who discriminates between matter and spirit, who accepts the essence of everything, and who explains the means of bondage and the means of liberation. The words of scriptures consist of variegated vibrations. If a foolish rascal leaves aside the study of these shastras to engage in temporary activities, what will be the result? Purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. The Krishna Consciousness Movement is very eager to present Vedic literature in modern languages, especially Western languages such as English, French, and German. The leaders of the Western world, the Americans, the Europeans, have become the idols of modern civilization because the Western people are very sophisticated in temporary activities for the advancement of material civilization. A sane man, however, can see that all such grand activities, although perhaps very important for temporary life, have nothing to do with eternal life. The entire world is imitating the materialistic civilization of the West, and therefore the Krishna consciousness movement is very much interested in giving the Western people knowledge by translating the original Sanskrit Vedic literature into Western languages. The word Vivikta Padam refers to the path of logical discourses concerning the aim of life. If one does not discuss that which is important in life, one is put into darkness and must struggle for existence. What then is the benefit of his advancement in knowledge? The people of the West are seeing their students becoming hippies despite gorgeous arrangements for university education. The Krishna Consciousness Movement, however, is trying to convert misguided, drug-addicted students to the service of Krishna and engage them in the best welfare activities for human society. So, Om Agana Timurandasya Gananjana Stalakaya Chakshurana Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bistam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Shayam Rupa Padamayam Dadati Sva Padantika Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yuta Vadakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragana Sam Tam Sajiva Sadaitam Savadutam Harijana Saitam Sri Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Nitamscha He Krishna Karana Sindhu Dina Vanujagat Pate Gopesha Gopika Kantarada Kantanamostate Dr. Kanchanagurangi Radhe Vrindavanishri Vishabhana Stuti Devi Pranamami Hare Kripe Vanshakalpa Drivasha Kripa Sindhu Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Sri Doi Tagadadar Shiva Sri Gaur Bhaktivinoda 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, I want to again welcome everybody for this morning session that follows in the footsteps of the verse, spending time to understand the higher purpose of life, right? The verse talks about discerning matter from spirit and hearing from those who speak about such activities, which is, of course, the Srimad Bhagavatam, which, of course, is Srila Prabhupada. This was Prabhupada's intention. This is Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj's intention. Send somebody to the West, somebody qualified, to go to the West to lift up the consciousness of the people in general. Prabhupada speaks here how the West is being followed by the world. The entire world is imitating, he says, the materialistic civilization of the West. And therefore, the Krishna consciousness movement is very much interested in giving the Western people knowledge by translating the original Sanskrit Vedic literatures into Western language. So, we live in the West. So, we see what's going on. And we understand, because we've heard this knowledge before and had the contact of these great souls, we understand that this Western civilization is not on a good path. Right? We understand all the thrust towards more and more materialism is not something to be followed. The Swan Hamsa is one who discriminates between matter and spirit, it says. One who accepts the essence of everything and who explains the means in bondage and the means of liberation. Prabhupada gave an example about the Hamsa. He it was very simple that the swan can take milk from water. And I was looking into that a little bit. So so the swan can take the, the essence of the purity of the milk of Vedic knowledge and quality activities from a situation. So it says that the swan actually has some type of sieve in its mouth, basically for separating mud from water and different things. So the example is given so that we can understand the difference between the matter and the spirit. The swan extracts the milk and leaves the water. So here we are in this, especially in the West, in this great materialistic civilization. And we need to learn to extract the the purity and the quality of life from such a civilization. Our consciousness has been polluted extensively in this age and our opportunity to learn higher truths has been very limited and we see in the west 
the materialistic atmosphere is so thick that it's hard to think of spiritual things out in the society because nobody else is doing that. So the Lord has sent his representatives. Like Srila Prabhupada has come to the West. What did he bring? He brought books. He brought books to to teach and he knew the quality of life here in America. When he had his poem to Krishna when he was coming into America and he said, you know, my dear Lord, I don't know why you've brought me here to this place. Where the people are so degraded, how will they understand? There's so much sinful activities going on around us. It's just an ocean, just an ocean of sinful activities and ignorance. You know, people are just overwhelmed. And Prabhupada's prayer was to please, if you if you give them ability, then they can understand. So Prabhupada came, a single old gentleman, a pure devotee from Vrindavan of all places where Krishna's pastimes are manifest in so many places. So many great temples established by the Goswamis. So many beautiful deities from years before, from Krishna's time, after Krishna left, um, carved by his great-grandson and with the help of, um, was it Satchabama? I can't remember. But those deities, you know, Vrindavan, Prabhupada came from Vrindavan, lived a simple life in the Radha Damodar temple. And my understanding is that deity was carved as a gift to Jiva Goswami by Rupa Goswami. So, I mean, this is not a simple place. This is a a place of Krishna's pastimes. And Prabhupada, at 70, I don't know, none of you are probably past 70. I am, for sure. Um, To get on a boat and cross the ocean on a, a, a steamship, a cargo ship, with no money, to a country that was known to be just totally polluted with animal killing and intoxication. And that to know anybody here and to come just with the faith that his spiritual master gave him a mission and he was going to try and succeed. And what did he bring? He brought his arsenal of books. And he knew that the the people here may or may not accept anything, he said. But somehow or other, he knew he was going to be successful at the same time. If you remember that conversation he had with the person on the park bench, there are so many temples, only time is separating us. So Prabhupada, of course, it said in his chart that he would open so many temples. But he had that faith and he just did not give up. So, um, we see, I mean, I've just been in L.A. of all places where there's just tons of traffic, tons of traffic. You can't imagine. The freeway has like six lanes or more going each way, and it's just totally almost bumper-to-bumper 
constantly. And there's shops galore, millions of shops and so many people. And so many people living on the streets and just noise everywhere you go. So I came from there to here, to New Vrindavan, where there's like one car once in a while going by. So I can see that, that most people are in cities. And of course, this is going on in India now. People are flocking to the cities, leaving the villages, unfortunately. The way the uh, economy of the world is being di dictated, it's unfortunate. So what's the solution? The solution is to educate the people. Educate the people, educate the leaders. And this can help change things. <clears throat> it's not a hopeless case. So our consciousness has been polluted by being in the material world for a long time. But our opportunity to hear the higher truths is not limited. We have so much opportunity but the people in general don't. They're victimized by the onslaught of degraded materialism and they succumb to it because they don't know what's right or what's wrong. If you see what's being watched on TV or on, on movies by the young people, 13 years old, you know, it's just, to me, horrific that uh, it's so degraded. When I was young, you know, it was like, Whatever, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and little movies that were really in the mode of goodness, basically. Stories about families. You never saw any suggested sexual activities. And violence, you might see someone lift up a weapon and that's it. And then the next scene might be someone laying on the ground. But it's not like that now. Now it's just, whoa. And they call this advancement. It's not advancement. This is, this is sad. And the, the way the economy is, I was watching my son in L.A. And it's like, just to get the rent paid, the rent, the mortgages, the utilities, the taxes, the insurances, the food, the clothing, transportation, communication, Wow. I mean, you really have to be fortunate to have a super good job because most people don't. You know, they, it's hard. It's a, really a struggle just to get food in the mouth of your family in so many places. So what was Prabhupada's program? <clears throat> Simple living and high thinking. Right? Simple living. If people cut down on their... Media, one thing, that influences the desire to have this and have that, have this and have that. We have to have the latest iPhone, we have to have the latest iPad, we have to have the latest computer, we have the latest car, the Tesla, the this, the that. It's like unlimited. We've got to go to the movie. The, the movie that costs like $15 for each person to go in and the food is like five or, I don't know. I haven't been to a movie in a long time, like years. But it's like they have to make so much money. 
and they're so influenced that it's a sad situation. Right? But Prabhupada, he, he comes from Vrindavan with nothing. Two sets of clothes and some books and starts a little temple and his desk is his trunk, sleeping on the floor. You know, but what what's, what's the problem? Do we really need all this big stuff and and stuff and then what happens? We have all this stuff and we throw it all out and give it away, then we need more stuff and then it's like if the people that are conscious live simply and cultivate the agriculture and learn how to live more off the land. I mean, even people who have houses can have gardens. You know, you don't have to live on a farm. You see places where, you know, I remember reading about Cuba years ago when the U.S. took away its imports from the U.S. and the people were starving. I watched a video years ago. The people were starving. So what did they do? They started putting in gardens. They put in gardens everywhere there was land, in the schools, in the, you know, everywhere there was a piece of land, people started planting food. And um, they developed their own inner um, agricultural economy. And most of it was organic. And then the people, after time, you know, they had a lot of food. And what's really... What's healthier, going to the grocery store and buying all this old processed food? If you look into the Ayurveda, and even Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, food that is more than three hours old. So what to speak of processed food that's been cooked days or weeks or months before, how, how much value can it possibly have for us? So if people get a higher consciousness and a higher knowledge, the society can change on a simple level. When Prabhupada came, there was no vegetarian consciousness. There was no protection of animals consciousness anywhere. You couldn't get a vegetarian meal on an airplane or in a school or in a restaurant unless you just had a salad and a grilled cheese sandwich. But with the propagation of this knowledge, this higher consciousness from these great souls, with the chanting, Harinam, it's so important. Giving that opportunity to people. This is our line. We're preachers. Lord Chaitanya brought this Sankirtan movement to the public. And we had, we're so fortunate to be able to participate in the Sankirtan movement which is taking it out to the public. Books through books through chanting, programs, cultural programs. Look at what Indra Dumaswamy's done in, in, in Poland. Amazing. He distributes hundreds and thousands of books and have hundreds and thousands of plates of prasadam and uh, cultural programs and chanting and classes. Bhagavad Gita, book distribution. How amazing is that? Simply following the recipe that Prabhupada gave. 
And we don't know, we may not be able to do it, but we don't know who we're going to inspire to be able to do it. You know, the movement is organic. And it's specifically meant to be organic. I remember when I was hearing a class that Indra Dumna Swami was giving on, on you know, YouTube. It was the, the life of um, Rupa Goswami and the Govinda deity. And when Govinda came to Rupa Goswami, Rupa Goswami lived, you know, he had no house or temple. He lived in the forest. And he worshipped the deity there. And when the um, commander of the Muslim army, who was a Hindu, came and said, oh, if I'm successful in my attempts, I'll build a temple for Govinda. And then when he came back after being successful with the money, and, and, and Rupa Goswami said, no, that's okay. Govinda's happy with the nature. You know, it's not, it's not the opulence and how big a temple. It's the preaching. It's the touching the souls. It's the giving people an opportunity to connect with the higher consciousness. And, and devotion. But it, it, the Govinda Temple ended up getting built. Just a beautiful temple because Rupa Goswami was convinced that it would give an opportunity to more and more people to come in contact with devotional service and pick up their lost spiritual lives. When Prabhupada started... He started so simple. We lived together in a simple rented place. We had like many people in our room. We didn't have our own room and our own everything. Malati talks about how when they went to London, they had no money. I mean, we read the books of Shamasinder, which are very captivating. She said they lived in a garage with only cardboard separating them. But the spiritual potency was so high. It didn't matter. Everyone was on a, on a mission. I remember a godbrother of mine, his name is Nischintya, and he said they used to be in Chicago in the winter, outside cooking in the freezing weather. He said their hands would be frozen, but they were happy. <laughs> and in New Vrindavan, they used to break the ice to take their bath. You know, actually, we had a wonderful program recently. It was last week, Thursday, and Radhanath Swami was here, and Varshana Swami was here, Chandramali Swami was here. And they all lived in New Vrindavan way back in the beginning. And they were just telling stories about Old Vrindavan. Old Vrindavan, the farmhouse, which is falling apart. You know, if everyone, if anyone has excess of money and wants to help with projects, they're going to restore old Vrindavan. I mean, Prabhupada lived there. He lived upstairs. And he, you know, he would take a shovel and go to the hillside and do his business. And he, he that simple life, just that simple life. But, I mean, it seems like austerity, but, but considering the austerity of having to make money to pay all these things, these bills, 
to to maintain that high standard. It's just what is the story of the Brahmin in the in the underwear? You know, you need you need the um, cat to keep the mouse away from stealing the underwear. Then you need the dog, and then you need the you know or the the cow for the milk for the cat. Then you need the wife to milk the cow. You know, it's like oh, forget it. <laughs> Not that there's wrong with being in family life and having a house. Of course, we understand that. But to to use things properly for propagating Krishna consciousness and for our own higher consciousness and to not think we have to accumulate more and more things and, uh, you know, it leads to a degraded society and it's a waste of time. I've heard many of my god brothers and god sisters say that when when we lived so simply with nothing that was the, the happiest days of their life because they didn't have all of these external um anxieties you know just to get on the phone my my son in LA his his daughter Veda my granddaughter her other grandmother's up in Canada, and she needs uh, somehow or other the passport or whatever got missing. There was paperwork missing, so he was on the phone for like three days, at least an hour or two each day, trying to get a hold of the people that could help him with this problem, getting the certain paper that he needed to be able to get her passport. And all, and and he said, I just can't get through. It's a robot, you know. This you say that, and it takes you here and takes you there. And and I said, Well, let me do it because I don't have much to do, and you're so busy. So I also was on the phone for like hours. Everything I said to this robot, it directed me to nobody, to another form, another website, another. I was like, Look, I want to ask a question here. So finally, after like two or three hours, somehow or other, I tricked the robot. And it took me to a person. And within like 15 minutes, he had everything he needed. Now, is this just advancement of civilization? I don't think so. You know, has have computers really made things easier? I don't know. They brought a lot of pollution into the minds of the youth and people in general, for sure. So, it, simple living is is liberating in many ways. So, in the purport, Prabhupada makes a strong statement. Western people are very sophisticated in temporary activities for the advancement of, model, of material civilization. A sane man, however, can see that all such grand activities, although perhaps very important for temporary life, have nothing to do with eternal life. Okay, so, you know, it's true this, who wants to throw out everything that modern civilization has produced? That's not the point. The point is kind of refining what's really needed and getting all this nonsense out of the way. 
the um, the way it, and because a lot of it is propagated by people that are making money off of these items, the earpods, the new gadgets, the iPhones, the designer clothes. You know, when I was young, you had you know like a few toys, and you went outside and you know rode your bike and you did things. You know, now, is that what's happening? Probably not. Not That's not what I see. I see a lot of people on their phones and kids on their phones watching, watching. And some of it's not very nice stuff. The Walking Dead. Yeah, right. Do we really need The Walking Dead to purify our children? I don't think so. You know, we, we, we've gotten away, the society, not us, we've gotten away from from simple living and keeping things healthy and sane and peaceful. There's so much going on in the schools. My granddaughter has just finished middle school. You know, and, and the stories I've had to hear of, of the activities of some of the 13-year-olds, it's like, wow. It's sad. It's sad the society is not making advancement. It's going backwards. Do the... Do the young girls in the society know how to cook? No. Do they know how to sew? No. Do they know how to take care of children to grow a garden? Or No. But in poorer civilizations, in village civilizations, in places where people live more simply, yes, they do know how to cook. Yes, they do know how to grow a garden and... That's what Prabhupada was pushing. That's what he wanted for New Vrindavan. You know, a society of self-sufficient, a self-sufficient society. So we are, you know, because the world comes to our door, we have an overabundance of people to take care of. So our staff is limited. But we still fortunately have a group that is stuck to the side of Prabhupada's vision of, you know, growing gardens. We have beautiful gardens. We have high tunnels that are producing. I mean, I, I get a text. I get a text uh, in the morning. Here, let me read it to you. This is from our high tunnel girls, our growers, that... Uh, it's called the New Vrindavan Veggie something. So what is she doing? She's saying, uh, okay, so today we have collards, mint, beets, celery, cabbage, bok choy, Swiss chard, red butter crunch lettuce, pomegranate crunch lettuce, arugula, kale, endive, Styriums, leaves and flowers, spinach, baby greens. I mean, wouldn't that be so much more wonderful to offer to your deities and so much more wonderful to have a meal of fresh-picked organic vegetables? And I've been back only... I don't think even two weeks. And I've gone to the barn two or three times already. And I've gotten 
fresh milk, warm, fresh from the cow, to make, um, you know, hot milk at night, to make paneer, to make yogurt. And our cowherd man, he takes the cream, churns it, makes it into yogurt, churns it into butter. And what's the byproduct? It's buttermilk. And buttermilk is one of the best things for digestion that nobody knows about. Even the devotees that are here don't know the value of this fresh buttermilk. But Ayurvedically, it's one of the highest things for digestion. But instead, what do we do? We take all these pills of probiotics and that, that, you know, trying to help our digestive system. So, to me, the point is that we want to maneuver our way through this materialistic society and come out with the high consciousness and simple living that's healthier for us by far. And we just do our best. You know, we do our best to make our advancement. We do our best to stay out of the materialistic civilization and at the same time we find a way to share our good fortune as Indra Dubna Swami says all the time share our good fortune so whenever we have an opportunity we do it ourselves, or we help someone else who's doing it we help a, a, a devotee with a wonderful project we help the projects that Prabhupada started I mean, it's just so wonderful. We have so much good fortune. And in doing that, it's okay, they call it a sacrifice. Say, you know, is it a sacrifice or is it an opportunity? It's an opportunity. What on earth would we do with our money and with our time if we didn't have the mercy and fortune of, of Lord Chaitanya's movement? We're so fortunate. So, let's see. The so-called progressive trends that go on into foods. There's a lot of good stuff going on. A lot of people that are waking up. I know, I was talking about when Prabhupada came and there was so little vegetarianism. But now, there's so much. People are waking up. And a a good amount of the reason is due to this movement. There's so many people that are vegan, that are into fresh, organic foods, farmer's markets, so many things like that. Farmer's markets are great. If you can't grow it yourself, farmer's markets connect you with people that can. And it also, it's a place I've seen many times where devotees go and not only preach, but they sell prashadam, they can make money, and they're distributing prashadam. And then they associate with people. Farmer's markets are really great. So our energy is Ayurvedically is so much enhanced by fresh food. And with all this 
communication in media what's happened with the older people and the younger people. There's no exercising. They don't get outside. There's no time in nature. It's it's not a healthy, it's not, what do they call it? Uh, the weapons of mass distraction. There's so many things distracting people. This type of civilization doesn't culture a higher spiritual consciousness. It just doesn't. The people in general are educated, if if the people in general are educated in pure and simple living, with a aim towards progressing spiritually, the society regains its strength and sanity. That's what we need. That's why the Sankirtan movement uh, goes on for a long time. Because it helps it's mercy. It helps uplift the society. Here it's, it says in the, I believe it's the purport, if one does not discuss that which is important in life, one is put into darkness and must struggle for existence. What then is the benefit of his advancement in knowledge? So the people aren't benefiting. They're being put more and more into darkness and struggling. It's sad. In some places, Prabhupada talks about the emergency we have on our hand, the emergency of the world. It's on fire, literally on fire, right? Literally on fire. New York had uh, the residue from the fires up in Canada, and we'll have the fires in California and the earthquakes and the tornadoes and the so many things. So we need to change the karma of the planet. And Prabhupada says it's an emergency. So that should come first in our lives. We keep our health so that we can participate in the emergency situation that's going on. There's so many things we can do. And nothing is too small. People like myself, we're small timers. We're, we're minuscule servants in this movement. But we see so many great Maharatis. Wow, I'm just so impressed. Uh, Chitranga Chaitanya, I think is his name, was just here. And he gave class yesterday and the day before. I was just so impressed with him. And Radhanath Maharaj, there's so many souls not necessarily great sannyasi gurus, but so many great souls that are just doing so much to to help the change the atmosphere of the world. And time goes by fast. Life is short. Just yesterday I was young and healthy and vibrant and sh- sharp and strong and and it's just been a moment and, and now I'm like old and weak and depleted and I'm on the last stretch of my life. It just went by so fast. And you hear Prabhupada say in different places, don't waste time. Chant Hare Krishna. And you see how strict Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj was. His disciples were chanting, I think it was 64 rounds a day. Now, was that to make them, to burden them? Or was it to help them pick themselves up as fast as possible and connect with the spiritual realm as quickly as possible, knowing how 
quickly this life diminishes. Being sick this last year has been a real wake-up call for me. I got a first-hand view about the temporary nature of the body. Definitely. Definitely. That this body is so frail. I mean... Last February, I was strong and healthy and vibrant and running here and there and happy. And and then, like in May, it started to change. And I know the reasons. But, um, and then I got this other thing. 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 And it's like, whoa. Just within an instant, I went from fitting into my clothes to shrinking a lot. <laughs> so we don't, we don't know. We don't want to waste our time. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur, what did he do? He, he, I, I like Bhaktivinoda Thakur's writings because he he's very down to earth. He himself was a magistrate, he had a big family, but he did so many great things and wrote so many great things. So I wanted to read just lastly a poem that he wrote, one just one of his writings. It's called The Jiva Soul. Alas for those who spend their days in festive mirth and joy, the dazzling deadly liquid forms their hearts for employ. The shining bottles charm their eyes and draw their hearts embrace. The slaves of wine can never rise from what we call disgrace. Was man intended to be a brute in work and heart? Should man the lord of all around from common sense depart? Man's glory is in common sense dictating us the grace. That man is made to live and love the beauteous heaven's embrace. The flesh is the flesh is not our own, alas, the mortal frame a chain. The soul confined for former wrongs should try to rise again. Why then this childish play in that which cannot be our own, which falls within a hundred years as if a rose blown? Our life is but a rosy hue to go ere, not, ere long for naught. The soul alone would last for with good or evil fraught. How deep the thought, the times to be, how grave the aspect looks. The wrapped in awe become, O oh, we, when reading nature's books. Man's life to him a problem dark, a screen both left and right. No soul hath come to tell us what exists beyond our sight. But then a voice how deep and soft within ourselves is left. Man, man, thou art eternal mortal soul, thy death can never melt. For, for thee thy sire on high has kept a store of bliss above. To end of time thou art, O his, who wants but purest love. O love thy power and spell be not. Thou melt my soul to God. How can my earthly words describe that feeling soft and broad? Enjoyment, sorrow, what but lots to which the flesh is heir. The soul that sleeps alone concludes in them it hath a share. 
And then, my friend, no more enjoy, nor weep for all below. The women, wine, and flesh of beasts, no love on thee bestow. But thine to love thy brother man, and give thyself to God. And God doth know your wages fair, this fact is true and broad. Forget the past that sleeps, and ne'er the future dream at all. But act at times that are with thee, and progress thee shall call. But tell me not in reason cold the soul is made alone. By earth's mechanics, lifeless rules, and to destruction prone. O my God, who gave us life and all alone, the soul can kill, or give it all the joys above his promise to fulfill. Mm -hmm. So push thy onward march, O soul, against an evil deed, and stand with soldiers' hate and lust, a hero be in Maintain thy post in spirit world as firmly as you can. Let never matter push thee down, O stand heroic man. O Saragrati, Vaishnava soul, thou art an angel fair. Lead, lead me on to Vrindavan and spirit's power declare. There rests my soul from matter free upon my lover's arms. Eternal peace and spirit's love are all my chanting charms. Such a beautiful poem, or song, or prayer by Bhaktivinoda Akur. Okay, I think my time is up. Thank you so much. Uh, please forgive any rambling or mistakes or foolishness on my part. Thank you for your kind attention. Any questions or discussion or anything? Is anyone there? Did everyone go to sleep? <laughs> Hare Krishna Mataji. Hare Krishna. My beloved pranam to you, Shri Prabhat ki jai, Guru Maharaj ki jai. So nice, wonderful class. I wish you could go on more and more. And we're not sleeping, we are like such a wonderful prayer by Bhakti Vinod Thakur. Very nice. Thank yes. you for reading that for us. Yes, yes. Well, I thought it went along with the verse. Yeah, and Mataji, like your classes, like you know, they put us to the reality of the life, and they connect us to Shila Prabhupada. And uh, you know, you always give these examples, which are very, very, uh, you know, like uh, it's like you know, we see the reality. Most of us uh, on the call are like from Indian body, right? Okay. And um, somehow, uh, even after having stayed for twenty years, uh, twenty-five years, you know. Uh, the cultural aspect uh, it's like kind of uh, it's different for us to uh, totally understand you know the western culture still although we are here but yes uh, having come into Krishna consciousness when we go back to India and we see you know people are imitating and then you know we read the scriptures and we we actually all the words spoken by Sila Prabhupada is you know so true that everybody wants to follow the Western culture, you know, and that Western culture is going to other parts of the world. And um, but I feel that you know it's kind of uh, whatever happens, it's kind of happening everywhere. I don't know whether how much they're following Western culture or you know, it's just that like it's modernization all over the world. And uh, but yeah, they do copy because you know people think like most of people who've not come to USA, they think in India that you know it's. Uh, place where uh, you know you have to be smartly dressed scantily dressed and you know wear tone clothes 
expensive they're very expensive if you go to stores like old navy and all they are there's a whole bunch of uh, racks there with these uh, tone clothes there and <laughs> they are <laughs> and i i was like you know one time when my daughter was growing up my elder one he told she told me i can i keep one pant and i and i told her i said what is the point you know of wearing something torn i mean you know like uh, torn clothes are meant to be thrown so i don't know why uh, this kind of a whether we call it hippie culture or what it came uh, you know like uh, wearing things like that but uh, yeah mati ji like to uh, really saved through shila propath's books and uh, you know like otherwise we would have been uh, also part of that culture you know and just leading our life like cats and dogs and repeated cycle of birth and death you know but i wanted to thank you uh, once again you know in spite of your health and me disturbing you every month you still you know just came back always responded to messages so i really want you to uh, mata ji has been very very uh, even if she didn't come on the call she was so conscious of the fact that she wanted to but she was, her health was not permitting when she was also on the other side even when she was here also there were situations uh, when mata ji couldn't come so just wanted to chant the hari krishna maha mantra for mata ji's health and also for her comeback uh, please all the devotees please chant for mata ji one time hare krishna hare krishna hare krishna hare hare ram hare ram 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 hare hare Thank you, Madhuji. Madhuji, like I've been in touch with you, so I know that what it has been. Uh, you know, the journey has been tough, and and you're preparing us because most of us, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, will yeah. soon be there. <laughs> old age is a part of you know. If come, if you have to live longer, we have to fall into that old age. You know. So thank yeah. you once again, Madhuji. You yeah, know, yeah. for your contribution, yeah. <laughs> and we look we look forward for being connected with you. You know, and. always taking the blessings from you and uh, blessings from you is like getting blessings from chil propad also thank you mata ji hari krishna thank you so much for your kind words <laughs> all right everybody thank you have a wonderful day thank you so much for your association